Meet Greg and Kristen Taylor. In some cases, I think technology takes over in the wrong ways. When we're meeting with families, emotion that we're reading on their faces goes into the conversation. Get to know them more at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. Now more than ever, it's so important to know where we stand. This is Winning Retirement Radio. If you like what you hear... We'd appreciate it if you follow, subscribe, rate with a good rating. Right. This podcast, wherever you listen to your favorites. But if things just don't feel right economically, this episode is for you. Greg and Kristen will spotlight what you can control, plus an interesting discussion about the chaos on Wall Street and who's really to blame. It's always nice to be able to lay the blame on somebody. I mean, Greg, I don't know how it is, but um, in any relationship I've ever been in, it's always the guy's fault. So maybe oh, without you did this. A, <laughs> yes, without <laughs> a doubt. And what I've learned is just go ahead and apologize. Gravel. So tell us you're sorry about the economy. Go for it. <laughs> oh, no, not the economy, but... Oh. You know, I'm talking about in real life with Greg and Kristen Taylor, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But first, I need to head down to Hallmark because they have to have a card that says, Hey, Elon Musk, I'm so sorry you're now not number one. You're the second richest person on Earth with an estimated $180 billion, $39 billion less than last year. I'm so sorry that the new number one is Bernard Arnault. I don't know his name. Arnault. <laughs> oh, okay. The chairman of French luxury goods giant LVMH. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, so LVMH is the parent company of Moet, Hennessy, and Louis Vuitton. Really? And also, mm-hmm. and also Tiffany. No, so that's the subsidiary. Oh. So it's Tiffany and I think Sephora and I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. There's a lot Everything of Everything that women are into. Got it. Christian Dior. <laughs> yeah. All of them. All the goodies. Well, that guy, let's be nice to him because his net worth increased more than $50 billion last year to $211 billion. Yeah, so all those extra checks going out from the government into people's hands, they were going out to Louis Vuitton and, and they were buying some bags and... You know, they were going out and they were spending large. I didn't tell you this, Greg, but since Kristen brought it up, I was talking to an insider. I know a lot of people in the insider. in the luxury goods market because oh. that's one of my loves. I love fashion. I mm-hmm. love photography, that kind of stuff. And foot traffic is down substantially. We're talking like 40% in some stores in Columbus. That 40%. is crazy. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And let's just dive into it here because... I don't want to be insensitive to this topic because I have been one of the layoff people many times in my life, especially in broadcasting. So I am very sensitive to this topic. But, you know, you've got tech companies that have announced quite a few layoffs over concerns over a slowing economy. But it looks like these pink slips are creeping into other areas. Here's what I've seen so far. Tyson is laying off nearly 1,700 workers and closing two poultry plants. Amazon cutting 9,000 more jobs after announcing that 18,000 layoff earlier this year. Disney, I'm so sorry for y'all, they've started notifying workers about their plans to cut 7,000 jobs. McDonald's, another corporation you guys hold near and dear to your heart for memories, but they are expected to announce some corporate layoffs. The nation's largest private employer, Walmart, cutting hundreds of jobs at their fulfillment centers. And now about 5,000 GM office employees have taken buyouts. 
These are the first non-tech layoffs I've heard about. How can the American economy possibly be as okay as everybody acts like it is? Can you believe Tyson had the gall to tell their workers that 1700 was a poultry sum? <laughs> what? He's such a dork. I love you but, so much, Greg. But if you knew, if you could visualize, which I think we're going to do here soon, yes, do a video are, yeah. video camera during our radio show and podcast, but like he just acted like he had something really profound to say while I was prepping what I was going to say. And he holds out his finger like, hold on, I got something. And then he says that. Really? I don't even know what I was going to say now. <laughs> but that yeah, I mean. a gym. What are you talking about? I, I mean, in all seriousness, it's a hard thing. But it's what our Fed chair, Jerome Powell, has been saying that needs to happen, right? We need to see the economy do some of this in order to get things set straight. Now, here's the here's the conundrum that we're in. Our chief investment strategist was here in Columbus just last week speaking with some of our clients about the state of the economy, right? Mm. I mentioned to him that I felt like this is a conundrum because while... The economy needs to see companies doing this. The companies are doing this a little early, I would say, because they're doing it because of what the economists are saying needs to happen to prevent or to get out of a recession quickly. So it's kind of the cart before the horse type thing, like kind of like mm. how the markets will sometimes cook in some of the what's coming up in today's market trading. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I'm trying mm -hmm. to find a way to say it. He calls it being baked in. Baked in, that's it. So I feel like that's kind of what some of these companies are doing. However, I mean, McDonald's historically has done these corporate layoffs around this type of economic environment. I mean, you alluded to that Greg and I have memories of McDonald's. We both had our first jobs there. However, my whole goal in career was supposed to be McDonald's. I had planned on being a franchisee. All of my mentors were in the McDonald's business. I slept and breathed McDonald's through college. That's what I did. Were you really heavy? I mean, I say that as somebody who's got no. a big girl trapped inside of her all the time. But, but I did say that's how I saved money because I had to fend for myself through college and pay for everything. And so that was my two meals a day well, there you was, go. was McDonald's food. But really, that's not surprising that they're doing all this. However, the conundrum that I'm talking about is we're still short-staffed in some areas. So the problem with this lays in wages. Mm. So if with these layoffs, it pushes wages further up, that's going to still add to the problem that needs to be corrected because then the wages are high, so there's more money in the economy for spending. It sounds horrible, but the layoffs really are good right now. We need what? that to happen for these corrections to take place. Right, because the Fed's not going to let up until this strong employment backs off. And so as Darren, our chief investment strategist, uh, mentioned at our client's investment summit last week, that he believes that it's a 50-50 coin flip in May as to whether or not the Fed raises rates another 25, quarter, mm -hmm. quarter of a percent rather. And but he said what's interesting, what was baked into the market for the rest of the year was for the Fed to immediately turn around and start making interest cuts. In other hmm. words, to cut the interest rates. Now, for next year. Now, he said that it's baked into the market for them to, it's priced into the market right now for those cuts to happen this year, although he doesn't expect it to happen until next year. And so with that, he believes there's still some volatility 
left on the table for the rest of 2023 because he was giving his 2023 projections okay. to our clients. Now, bottom line is how does this impact someone's personal economy? Because mm-hmm. we can talk about layoffs, but if you haven't been laid off, then you don't feel the heat, right? right. You can talk about interest rate hikes, but if it hasn't impacted you, then perhaps maybe you weren't taking out loans, you weren't buying a new car with interest, you weren't buying a home with interest. And so those interest rate hikes haven't impacted you negatively as much, but the inflation certainly has. But in the personal economy, I believe that we need a plan as we transition into retirement that allows us to have success in any economy. Mm -hmm. Now, that's tough, right? So that's why we break everything down in three categories. Your liquid emergency funds, your income funds, and your growth funds. So in your liquid funds, we want you to have sufficient amount so that anything you can possibly think of you might want to do or need in the next five years, you have enough liquid to cover it. And typically, we want you to have somewhere between fifty dollars and $100,000 there. That's really kind of a minimum. And that's what we call the sleep well at night money. With our clients that have that, that have done that, they follow our advice, they've done those things. In this high inflationary environment, they have not had to cut back mm. because they've had resources to cover those extra costs. Gotcha. And then with your budget, if someone needs $100,000 a year to maintain their lifestyle, the way they live, the way they spend, that's going to Target, that's taking trips with their family, that's doing things with their grandkids, it's all the things that make life what life is for them. When they have that in an income plan, and that income is protected, it's dependable, they can count on it. Now, the growth part, yes, has everybody's portfolio been affected by this down market? Absolutely it has. Now, we want to be as efficient as we possibly can, but when you have a plan that allows those three things, now you're not afraid in this market. You're not scared. You're not worried that you're going to outlive your money. And some of our listeners are thinking, well, Greg, okay, that's fine and good. I'm worried about a layoff. My portfolio is down Mm -hmm. 20, 30, maybe even 40%. What am I going to do if I get laid off? when my money's down well below what I thought I was going to have to retire. Mm, Well, we may not be able to answer that question on the radio right now, but wouldn't it make sense to go ahead and start planning for the what if? Plan for the worst and hope for the best. Don't stick your head in the sand and hope that it's not you that gets that unfortunate phone call. Let's, Let's look at where you're at right now and see how you can be successful, whether you stay working another 10 years or whether you unfortunately have to retire a little bit earlier than expected. For sure, because if you're 60 or older, these layoffs could be really life-changing. Be prepared for the what-ifs, because this whole thing is a big what-if we never thought would happen. And here we are. Link up to us and take advantage of some complimentary resources at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. Now, Greg and Kristen have their weekly TV show, Winning Retirement. We have a weekly radio show, and we have this podcast. But one of our radio listeners recently reached out to the Legacy team, and he's 63. His wife is 64. He's an emergency responder, and he's got a pension and a few traditional IRAs, from what Jessica mentioned. And like the rest of us, he's been eyeing the market. He said with Biden in office, though, his accounts are tanking and he'd like some guidance because they plan to retire in about four years when their home is paid off. So 
I want to be sincere when I say this. I would ask the same question if the president happened to be a Republican. I want your honest, level-headed feedback first, Greg, before you go into outer orbit, okay? I'll keep keep them in check. Do you think it's fair to blame all of this Wall Street chaos on the president? Well, it's fair to blame it on Washington. I'll put it that way. Our problem started a while ago. It did. I mean, you could go all the way back to the beginning of the Obama era. Exactly. 2008. And the markets, you know, falling apart because of the economic collapse back then. And their way of addressing it was to pump money into the market. It was called quantitative Mm, easing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's been quietly going on for years under that type of administration where, okay, yes, we're going to go ahead and keep funneling more money into the economy and more money into the economy to try to make it look better than it is. You know, as one person might describe it, it's kind of like putting lipstick on a pig. Oh, right? <laughs> really? Pigs are cute no matter what. I know. Well, but anyway, so then in most recent years, we've had the pandemic. We had shutdowns. Mm-hmm. We had supply chain shortages, and for some, only God knows why reason, (laughs) they felt like, okay, we don't have enough stuff. We don't have enough supply. Let's give everybody money to buy stuff. Let's give everyone money to buy stuff. What sense does that make? Well, and here's the other thing. The other argument, so I'm going to throw a little, what's the saying? Water. Why why do I do this with sayings? Water on your fire? Yes. In that... By the way, it's gas on the fire if you're making it worse. <laughs> Water on the fire makes it less worse. Okay, so I just had a Kristen moment. <laughs> yeah. Man. And I hate to pour more fuel on the fire. That's what we should say. But, you know, we could say that this is all a part of normal business cycles if we look back over the history of the market. Well, it is part of the normal business cycle as far as how the businesses are being affected by market conditions right now. However, what you can say is pandemic plus shutdowns, plus supply chain, plus extra money equals inflation. Yeah. So we can blame that on Washington. Can we specifically blame it on the administration, do you think? Well, I think the administration has not done anything to help, right? Gotcha. Because they came out with all this fanfare. It's the Inflation Reduction Act. You can't just throw inflation on the name of something and and say it's doing what the title says. But what did that act do? It, it put almost $800 billion more into the economy. How's that going to reduce inflation? Mm. So what the Fed's been doing lately is really a last-ditch effort to keep inflation out from going out of total control with these rate hikes. And finally, at least housing is starting to slow down. I mean, it, you know, in mm-hmm. Grove City, where we live, I mean, you might put a house up for sale and get 15, 20 offers in a week, and that might sell for thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars over the true value. I mean, that was the craziness in it. So yeah. there had to be some some calming down of this. But in the midst of all this, how do we plan out our retirements? That's the bottom line. How do we make sense of all this? Well, you know, we've had so many people coming in. And Kristen, most of them have worked with these big box organizations, these big box stores that. Now, see, when you say that, I think of like Home Depot and Walmart. You mean national investing firms? Yes. Okay. I'm talking about the places that are well known 
on the sides of stadiums right. and things like that. Gotcha. Right. You know, back in the day when they would say, when E.F. Hutton speaks, people <laughs> listen while well, E.F. Hutton went out of business, right? Well, and I also want to point out a lot of changes happened in, in this industry during COVID because during the shutdowns, a lot of businesses had to reestablish how they were bringing clients in. Mm-hmm. And so we've seen, even just from people calling into our office saying, oh, my advisor retired or I've had two new people and that's frustrating me and I want to have someone that's going to be constant, you know, at our office, Greg has been a constant. He's our advisor, right? Mm-hmm. I've been a constant. I'm not going anywhere. Now we've had staff turnover, though. Yeah. And, and that's what everyone's experiencing. And so they're wanting to see some consistency because when there's chaos everywhere, you look for your home, right? I, I like to call it your home place, your non-chaos place. Mm. Right. And so when it comes to your finances, that's an area where you don't want chaos. It's kind of coming to us no matter what. So how can we... How can we level it out a little bit and say, okay, even with everything going on. Now, one thing I will say is that even for you listening that don't plan on making a change, you just like listening to our show. And we we love that. We love that, you know, you trust us for this little bit of time each week. But I would say just remember your goals when it comes to your investments, because you can't make decisions based on what's happening day to day if the money that was in these accounts in your portfolio has a goal of one to two years or or maybe even further out. You really have to go back to the origin of of what the purpose of that money is Mm. to really know what you should be doing with it right now. For sure. And for this particular couple that came in, they had addressed their concerns with their current advisor, and he was with one of those big box stores. And Mm -hmm. they're saying, you know, you keep telling us to just go ahead and, and stay the course and do what we've been doing and, and all those things, but it doesn't feel like it's working. They said, we just wanted someone that would listen. And then when it boiled down to it, they, you know, when we started talking about the elements of a plan, they said, you know, we don't even have a plan. Hmm. All we have is an asset allocation. And so we boiled it down to them. We put some money in their liquid bucket. We had to set aside for this couple about a half million dollars into their income plan to generate the income that they wanted in retirement. Really, that was the game changer for them because all of a sudden they could see they had a written income plan that laid out year by year where that income was going to come from for the rest of their lives and how it was going to keep pace with inflation and how they could see it. Then with their growth, this was huge because they were up in the 70s from a risk score perspective in their current portfolio. But on their questionnaire, when they went through it with us, they were only about a 45. Hmm. So we were able to get their risk in line with what they were comfortable with and try to provide more consistency in their growth over the long term. And folks, having a, a written plan, having a team of fiduciaries working on your behalf to do what it is you really want to have happen in retirement, to reach your goals and to create a written plan, that's what we try to do for every family. So if you're not getting that, when is the best time? I mean, do you want to wait five more years to see how it's going to work out? Or should you pick up the phone and call somebody now and try to get answers to some of these critical questions right now? What would you say to those thinking, gosh, I hate to make any moves while things are down? I would say that I worked with several Lucent technology people years ago. And they kept saying, as soon as it gets back to here, we're going to go get some answers. And you know what? It never got back. Mm. In your case, it may very well get back. But is it efficient? If it's inefficient, 
you know, and I could go story after story after story where if you just become more efficient, you can have a better outcome. And you won't know if you're efficient unless you test it. Connect now at winningretirementradio.com. Greg Taylor is an investment advisory representative of Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the state of Ohio. The firm only conducts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, and this station are not affiliated. The investment ideas and financial vehicles discussed here should not be considered to be personalized investment advice, nor are these recommendations to buy or sell any particular investment or product. The information should not be considered Consider tax or legal advice. Individuals should first consult with the competent tax, legal, accounting, and other professionals regarding the applicability and the suitability of any investment ideas. Past performance is not guaranteed of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.